March 3rd is World Wildlife Day, and we're just using that as an excuse to talk about nature. So uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about some conservation stuff and the value of nature and animals and things like that. So stick around. Here we go. Welcome to Sage Reverie, a podcast where we seek to live well and live wisely. I'm Mike Wilson. And I'm Wes Smith. We live in the great state of Wyoming, and each week from a biblical perspective, we discuss a trending topic and what others are saying about it. If you're using these episodes for your group, there are discussion questions in the description. And for more information about our ministry, visit church307.com. We are both uh, fans of the outdoors, but I would say we're fans in different ways. <laughs> Very different ways. Uh, <laughs> I like to view the outdoors. <laughs> you, you, you like to interact with the outdoors more. <laughs> I, I, uh, when I think about the great outdoors, I think about hitting a little white ball around a golf course. Okay, yeah. Uh, you manufactured outdoor. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think when you think of outdoors, you think about rolling in the dirt with dirty animals. <laughs> rolling in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's how you think of it, is it? <laughs> uh, so I don't know if yeah. you you have a lot more to offer the conversation in terms of natural nature. <laughs> <laughs> natural nature. Uh, the, the real nature. Yeah, right, right, I right. Maybe I can persuade you today. They, well, I doubt yeah. I doubt you're gonna change my mind on animals, but uh so just kind of a more general view of it as we evolve, as we become more and more modern, mm. people spend less and less time in nature and more mm. and more time behind screens. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think in general that's affecting our. Yeah. It's just so people? sad, man. Yeah. It's just so sad. Those of us that do live in the outdoors, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, if it's in the outdoors, I probably do it right. I just love it. And, and those of us that, that we just, we're so sad for the rest of you. Mm. Uh, you're missing it. And here, here's, we can just talk about healthy living and lifestyle. And there's so many things we can talk about from vitamin D to whatever else, but we have tanning beds. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Good. I, I, one of the primary ways I experience and learn about who God is, is the more I understand the natural world around me that he made, because it's an extension of him. Mm. The animal kingdom, the plant life, all of the seasons, they're, they're an extension teaching me about who God is. Mm. So, you know, I, I learned who God is through understanding Jesus's life. I get to know God through friends like you, right? But one of the great ways I get to know God is, is through the understanding of what a, how a tree works and species of birds and, and, and the pursuit and stewardship of, of, of big game animals. You know, I, I got just recently was in the Wrangell Mountain Range of Alaska sheep hunting. And I learned so much more about God as I traversed glaciers and pursued a, an amazingly majestic animal. Right? Uh, wow, you're missing it. I just I, I I could I could preach a sermon on this. You're yeah. just you're missing God. Yeah. And 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 your life is uh, it's just not as rich as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. I hear you talk about nature similar to the way I think about uh, being a dad. Is like yeah. once I became a dad, I started seeing God differently. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I understood him. We can't understand God, but I could see more of who he was. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I want to say that to people is like when you become a parent, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you will grow closer to God. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that fully, mm-hmm. but I could see that being in nature. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know how to balance the man was created in an image and a dog in God's image, but a dog wasn't. Uh, so. Here you go with dogs again. <laughs> this is crazy. I am going to find you. I don't, I just don't think you found the right dog yet. I, well, this, this just boggles my mind. I'm going to find the dog that fits you and, and you're going to, but that's down the road. So yeah, if you can see God's image in a dog, that's um, maybe, I don't know, maybe someday. But the, the, the thing that's weird to me is, the conversation with people who love animals, who love nature are usually the ones who are more prone to kill animals Mm. in nature. Mm. Does that make you a worse Christian? If you're a hunter, if you, if you're going out and killing animals, you know, hunters, ethical, uh, hunters who, who appreciate God's creation are some of the best stewards for God's creation. We understand that death and life, there's there's meaning and purpose and cycle to all of that and to to steward well. You, you know, animals are not they're not made in the image of God. They do not have a soul that their, their death is not of the same significance as, as a person's death. And 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 we want their death to be done in, in an honoring, ethical way, which suffering is minimized and the species thrives. And so I would I would say to you that for the most part, hunters understand in a more full way what it means for uh, stewarding creation, honoring what God intended for this whole thing. We, we, we talk about stewarding a species that we would hunt, for yeah. instance. We know it well. We know, we know how to create a healthy species, and, and we do our part in managing that. And, and, and we enjoy the, the role that we play. We enjoy the pursuit the ethical pursuit, the fair chase, we call it. Uh, we, we, we enjoy the eating and the benefiting from a life given. Uh, we honor a life given for us. So, so I, I do think there's, there's real health in that. I don't know that you're, I, I'm always careful to say one group is a better Christian than another. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a little Be careful with that. Yeah, one. <laughs> that's a little extreme or whatever, but, but I, I do think Hey, I experienced God, but also I, so do you remember the story of Adam and Eve? Of course, you're a pastor, so you know it well, right? He says to Adam, he, 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 he talks about the fact that now, Adam, I'm entrusting to you yeah. this, you name the animals and now you steward them. You care for them. They aren't, they aren't created to be able to just manage themselves. You have a role in this. And I think hunters have accepted that responsibility, many of us. And we think we're responsible for that. And, of course, we have disagreements and all this and all that. And, of course, we're imperfect people, so stuff gets in the way. But but for the most part, I think we're taking that responsibility. I know I look at it that way. I, I In that Genesis story, when Jesus gives the instruction to Adam to take care of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always seen, I've always used that kind of as a metaphor of all of our, us doing our yeah. jobs. Yeah. And um, I've seen a different side of that since I moved to Wyoming. Okay. And since so much of our culture is um, 
oil fields and the coal mines mm -hmm. and from the outside world who have not really had much experience with people working mm -hmm. in those, those industries, they seem like these heartless, terrible people right. destroying right. the land. Right. And then you move here and you realize, oh man, yeah. some of the nicest land we have yeah. is land that has been mined yeah. and reclaimed yeah. and yeah. they treat it so well and they, mm -hmm. they, they work so hard to preserve mm -hmm. um, the the place that we live. And mm -hmm. so it, it's easy to look at, have an outsider's perspective and judge those who are doing something yeah. and assuming you're yeah. doing it in an unethical way. Yeah. And I like how, when you're talking about hunting, you clarify yeah. what type of hunting, Do you, what about hunting for sport? Those, those mm -hmm. who um, either they don't do hunting ethically mm -hmm. or they're doing it purely for selfish uh, motivations. It's all about sport. They're not really killing the animal for food. Mm -hmm. um, it's just totally selfish. What, what? So, so yeah, that's a, a, a great question and, a, and more of a longer answer because let's differentiate. Okay. So um, many of the animals that I'm able to harvest and help steward that species, species, I, I am able to, to benefit by eating that meat. And it's, it's typically high protein, really healthy meat. It's, 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 there's a benefit to that. And when possible, uh, absolutely. I think that's, that's it, hunting at its most ethical and at its peak. However, all, all killing of animals, if there are some, there's some killing of animals that doesn't lead to eating of the meat that can still be responsible and ethical. There's the management of species. So we have invasive fish. Mm. We have uh, other kinds of species that, that have become out of balance and whether it's the game and fish or whether it's through, through hunting or the taking of animals through sport, as, as you're referring to it, the, if you define that, by taking of animals and not eating them. Those can be healthy for the species and part of proper management. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so it doesn't all have to be just the taking of an animal for the consumption of the meat okay. for it to be an ethical kind of thing. There can be other reasons for that. However, of course, there, there's unethical stuff, you know, uh, the, the spotlighting of a big game animal and, cutting off the antlers and throwing them in the back of a truck and running home and leaving the animal to rot. I mean, there's all kinds of horrific examples yeah. of people for whom uh, the taking of a life is done in an unethical kinds of way. And those of us who conserve those conservationists and stewards hate that as much as anybody hates that. Yeah. The funnest version of hunting that I've done is bow fishing. Okay. Um, and so my good friend has a boat, shines a light down and yep. you can see the carp light up and it's, yep. it's so cool. But, yeah. um, he was kind of telling me about why they do, why they bow fish carp. Yeah. And there'd be an example. Yeah. yeah. We don't eat the carp. So you would call that an invasive yeah. species because yeah. those are brought over from Asia somewhere. Well, and they have to be kept in balance or they do destruction. You're probably a keyhole or somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And, and if, if, if allowed out of, if there's no, stewardship, no management of that species, it does enormous damage to the rest of the fish population. So that's an example of the problem being caused by humans kind of doing this, bringing somebody a yeah. fish over. And, yeah. um, but I, I'm curious about when it's more a natural thing. So 
I'm totally uneducated on the whole wolf problem that oh, I, that I keep yeah. hearing. My life group keeps talking about wolves, and I usually just tune them out because it's <laughs> way over my head. I don't even know. But um, okay, so is that more yeah. like when do we get involved to save a species um, because we want to care for nature, or when do we mm. allow evolution to just do its thing? And when should we not get involved? Like, what about killing wolves to protect other animals? See, so so the wolf issue. Uh, would be an example where a number of us in the hunting world, the conservation world, you know, natural stewardship, we, we, we would be open. We, we love the idea of there being wolves in the world and in the places that we frequent and hunt and all that. What we would, most of us would argue, and there's multiple sides to this, but most of us would argue, I certainly would, is that because Wolves have been introduced and not allowed to be properly managed by hunting and by the normal course of the way. Really, God set up this whole thing to work. Now, we would argue that that it's become out of balance mm. and that other issues that really aren't good stewardship have taken over. Uh, you know, it's 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 the lies that we say are being told by those who, who, who really are just out to get rid of hunting and that kind of stewardship altogether, uh, have, have not allowed this to be properly managed. And so we would say that wolves have far exceeded the target goal oh. and that now they should be stewarded and managed through the use of hunting. Uh, the the state agencies have typically agreed with that, but it's held up in a a court uh, from a judge back east, right? Who doesn't okay. have a handle? We think on the issue, and is it's, so at some point, some judge said you got to stop yeah. killing the wolves because there's not enough of them. No, just it's inhumane. There, there, there's oh, okay. not been. We don't think good science around that been gotcha. given as a as a rationale, uh, and and wolves were eliminated years ago right by the over overkilling of and and the same happened with with our our brown bear species yeah. and and there's that same battle going on with the hunting of brown bear species and wolves uh and 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 we would say that real science when applied says that just like the management of other species, elk, deer, other big game species, this now should be used for a healthy wolf population that doesn't get out of balance. But we would say it is out of balance now. The The relationship between elk, for instance, and wolves have now reached a point where they're way out of balance because wolves are not being properly controlled. Gotcha. And, and that should be, but we would say it's become too emotional of an issue yeah. to be to be rationally discussed. You talk about that's the emotional thing. That's what that's really a big question I have. Like, why is it okay for me to stomp on a bug right. but not to kill a dog? Like there there are there's a lot of emotion that comes behind mm -hmm. what animals can we kill and why can't mm -hmm. we if if it's a pretty good looking animal, then we gotta protect it. And if it's an ugly, disgusting animal, then kill them all. We don't care. Yeah. Um you're not against the idea of regulating what animals can be 
killed when like hunting seasons or right, absolutely you're okay with boundaries yeah. about yeah. that steward stuff. the species steward steward every species except maybe mosquitoes right i don't okay. know who he had <laughs> kill them all yeah you kill all those in my opinion but, ticks. But, so i don't i don't admit to being completely uh, <laughs> fair but uh you know i i think absolutely and 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 there's some species for which natural means do a great job of keeping them in balance, mm-hmm. right, in, in the system. But there's some species that require more stewardship and balance. And 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 so we have to be wise about that. And and so absolutely not. I think there should be seasons. That's we're, it's it's March, right? We're not hunting now because the 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 young are being born. Right. And it's it it'd be it'd be more suffering. We want to eliminate as much of the suffering as possible. And the natural world has suffering in it. And, and, and generally, we hunters uh, steward a species with the least amount of suffering yeah. and, and at the right time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm for almost all. Now, certainly there's regulations I don't agree with or whatever, but yeah. I have opportunity to speak to that as a conservationist, a hunter. I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, dive deeper into the conversation about what we eat um, yeah. and eating yeah. animals. I, I, I think we can introduce this conversation with Joe Rogan. You should eat eggs, though, man. You really should. You should eat. You should eat some animal protein. Without, I mean, if you oppose uh, the moral aspect of killing an animal, which I totally understand and appreciate, and that's what led me to become a hunter in the first place, is that I was really uncomfortable watching these animal rights videos of uh, factory farming. I thought it was disgusting. I was like, I don't want to participate in this. Yeah, it's reprehensible. Hunting is a different thing, man. To me, hunting is this intense. It's very spiritual in a way. Mm. I mean, people don't get it because they see you celebrating when it's over because. It's very, very, very difficult to close in on a wild animal. What are you hunting? Mostly elk. Well, elk's my favorite for two reasons. One, it's very delicious, super nutritious. Also, if I shoot one elk, I can eat it for like eight months. What are you doing? Like freezing them? Salting yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freezing them. Freezing them. So you're out <laughs> stalking an elk on the yeah. plains. Yeah. Where are you? Like near where you live? You just go Utah. out. Utah's do you travel great. on bikes travel. or something? How do you no, follow you them? Can. Uh, yeah, well, you do travel on bikes if you uh, whitetail hunt. A lot of times you'll go into the woods with bikes because they don't leave a scent the way your feet do. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, animals don't associate the sound of a bike the way they associate it with like the sound of stepping bipedal hominids wow. stepping towards They've evolved, them. right? Uh-oh, yeah. bipedal. Yeah, they see you on a bike. They don't even freak out. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, bipedal. Oh, my brain. What are these things? Yeah. 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 So, elk, are they like herd animals? So you just yes. see like a herd of them. Yeah. Yeah, you see a herd of them and you try to figure out which way the wind's blowing and you try to get close to them. Is this a video of us? Yeah, this is oh, a video wow. of us from- uh, What a beautiful place. Oh, I mean, I can see the harmony Utah of mountains. nature. Yeah, oh, so that's God. an elk. Now, the thing is with me, I see that elk there and I sort of feel- like a sort of, I've watched too much Disney. Yeah. Um. You know, like I see that elk, and I feel like I'm Bambi, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, like I don't have it, it. Like, is that early in the morning? You look. Yeah. Tired. <laughs> Not tired. It might you know. be late afternoon, actually. Can I, you I tell? I think that was late afternoon. Yeah. Like, say, so, like. I from that position, I couldn't like. I would love the game mm-hmm. of being able to aim because actually I've had to go down gun ranges. It turns out I'm a pretty good shot. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice to see that thing come back with like holes around its abdomen and its head. Right. And I think <laughs> satisfied. There, you've been dealt with, paper man. But <laughs> but like the elk, I couldn't. I've got too much empathy mm-hmm. in me that I like, I couldn't deal with the feeling of 
after it was yeah. shot. I like it, like almost thinking about it, the sentimentality of it. I've sentimentalized it now. You know, at least I don't eat meat and stuff like that. So it's not like I have all those feelings, of, but can handle it in a packaged, portioned off way. Yeah, it's just I feel too much like oh that creature. So what in your head when you're doing it, when you're pulling the trigger, you're not having what's going on in your mind. Well. You you only are hunting these mature animals that have already passed on their genes. You also are recognizing that if you're not killing these things, they're not. It's not like they're going to live forever. They, right. They are. They live a short life. A short life with a very violent death. It's either wolves or mountain lions or bears or something's going to take them out. Yeah. And what you're doing is essentially dipping your toe into the natural world. Mm. And I've heard the argument that well, this is ridiculous because everyone can't do that. You know, if everyone went out and hunted all the animals, there would be no animals left, which is true. But um, I'm not everyone. Mm. Is there somebody on this planet that's more funny than Russell Brand? <laughs> His accent. The... Uh-oh, bipedal. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's hilarious. Does Joe Rogan have any idea what he's talking about? Absolutely, he does. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, there is, when you take the life of another animal, if you don't have some sense of, of understanding the gravity of that and the seriousness that that thing that that is you you're missing some of that there there should be a moment i i wouldn't say you know dramatic sadness necessarily but even some of that and and, and when i my first and my first big game animal i took there was sadness you, you understand you took a life you you can rise above that and understand that you did that in a way that was so much better for that animal and that by the act of better for the animal, like less painful, than way less painful. Okay. Way less painful. And, and in a way that honors that life in, in a tremendous way, uh, compared to getting sick and being torn limb from limb by yeah. a predator. Right. Yeah, like, there's uh, no doctor taking care of it. When no, gets- there's none of that going on. And so, so some will say that's the natural way. I would say that a human being stewarding that species and participating that is, is just as natural mm-hmm. and with less suffering and then honoring to it because my family and I then benefit from, from a real healthy lifestyle in terms of the protein from right. a wild animal. So, yeah, I, I think he's right on. I, I think there is something to, all of that in a way that I actually am honoring that species as I participate in life with it. So you um, you use the phrase taking the life of another animal. Were you intentionally like saying we're animals to using that kind of language? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I I, I want to be careful with that because I honor that species. I honor that animal. I think I learn about God through that animal. I mean, there's awesome things about that, but they are not made in the image of God. Okay. Yeah. And they they are different than us. The Bible is very clear about that. We have a soul. We have an eternity. And uh, you did you ever read the book Where the Red Fern Grows? I know, up. but I know what it is. So that book wrecked my life as a fourth grader. Really? Yeah. Little Ann and I think it was old Dan and little Ann that died, these two hound dogs. Uh, and 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 the understanding that they're probably not in heaven. Uh, mm. I just, it took me some time to over, you, you missed out so much in your childhood. I'm Apparently. so sorry for you. you know, uh, Red Pilgrim's Progress in fourth grade. Oh, that's <laughs> horrific. That's to be read so much later. No wonder. We we have to, 
We, you, I need to take you to Narnia. Those are oh man, left behind. Little Ann and old Dan. I mean, there's these coon dogs, and they're awesome. And I cried for days, and yeah. and argued with my dad why they can't be in heaven. But 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 there will be little Ann's and old Dan's in heaven, likely. They and you'll have a dog in heaven. I oh, bet. we'll see. You're going to have an awesome dog in no, heaven. I think You're heaven's be a, a good place. So. Oh, this is <laughs> this is absurd. I just we should. I, I, I've got to interview our future pastors better, so I don't let this kind of <laughs> pastors in this no is ridiculous haters yeah no more pet haters in, in, in the ministry this is ridiculous yeah no i'm good with animals just yeah not, not in my house <laughs> uh so joe rogan said uh it, it's a spiritual experience mm-hmm. joe rogan is not a christian right um i don't know if he has any religious beliefs whatsoever how does somebody without any religious beliefs call killing an animal a spiritual experience is that an emotion is he referring to an emotion that happens or do you think there is actually um is there actually like some interaction of of god with this event of uh, you taking the life of an animal yes hmm. but let me be careful to explain that i think you could have spiritual experiences watching a sunset and a sunrise a waterfall Pursuing and enjoying learning about an animal, the taking of a life and knowing that you're participating in a cycle of life that God originated. These are all, there are so many moments in life. You maybe can even have a spiritual experience on a golf course. I doubt it, oh, but it's, I've it, had plenty. oh yeah, it's maybe possible. You hit a good I, shot. That yeah, is that a spiritual experience? Yeah. <laughs> I, God has arranged so much in the world to point to the fact that there's 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 more than we see. Yeah. Right? And we come we come face to face with it all the time, right? Like there's something different about this moment. Yeah. There's more than I understand or can can really describe. And and the taking of an animal, like I have a friend uh lives up in Sheridan. He's he's in his late 70s. He 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 hunts elk with a traditional bow which for somebody like you, it's a it's a bow without any mechanical enhancements, yeah. right? It's just a stick and a string. Yeah. And he and he hunts elk this way. And he followed this herd and he ended up sleeping under a tree. In order to kill an elk with a stick and a string, you have to get very close and everything has to work out. It's an amazing accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And he he's 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 slept literally under a tree, unplanned, just lived with this herd, eventually gets the herd bull, which is the usually the biggest oldest bull in the group and and gets it with his stick and his string takes the life and just has a moment where he cherished that whole i think for him it was a spiritual experience i think there was something spiritual about that uh it is not the same of committing your life to christ so i hear this sometimes people say well i nature's my church i don't go to church because nature's my church or no no you don't have it right yeah you can experience you can you can experience a spiritual moment, but to 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 really become a Christ follower and and to become what He calls you, you do that in the community of people where you you repented of your sins and you asked Him to come be the leader of your life. Yeah, that that is where you begin an intimate personal relationship with God and, and your life is changed. Not because you experienced a really amazing waterfall. Yeah, I love nature. I love being in it. But I don't become a Christ follower and my life is not changed and I don't start being on my way to heaven by 
spiritual experiences that I experience on a golf course. I don't, yeah. I don't actually know that you can do that. I, I would already, but anyway, whatever, I'm not a golfer. So, so I, I try some and I've never had a spiritual experience, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Certainly I could be wrong. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, so Jesus goes off into the wilderness yeah. to be alone, but he comes back. Yeah. He goes into the garden yeah. to be alone, but he comes back. He's with late. people. Yeah. He worships, he learns. God arranged it so that through community of people is where I grew up. You, you cannot substitute worship and learning with people in any other way. Yeah. And you, and, and, and we, na- nature, other experiences are so great. Sexual experiences can be spiritual experiences. Yep. Sure. And they can be amazing. And God gave us that too. He gave us amazing world. Yeah. But you cannot substitute that. For what he said is 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 a community of faith where we worship and learn together. I have definitely experienced, or I've definitely worshipped in nature, sure. unlike I worship in church. Okay, yeah, I've experienced worship on the golf course. Yeah, um, I love going out. Yeah, five a.m. by myself, yeah. put music in my ears, yeah. playing golf. Like we can worship in nature. God's there, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I remember the first time I went to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, sure. I was just like, could not catch my breath. Yeah, like one of those. Yeah. Just awe inspiring yeah. that what like my eyes trying to wrap around what I'm yeah. seeing. When yeah. I read the psalm, uh, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. Yeah. I, I get I I feel connected to you because I see you a little bit better. Yeah. If you can speak that into existence, yeah. If I can look off in the stars and believe that you yeah. spoke that into existence, that's a yeah. spiritual experience. Yeah. And I can yeah. see that. Yeah. You seeing that in nature. Yeah. I've not had that experience. Yeah. But- you can't stop there, though. Right. The Apostle Paul says that that should point you towards a God who is bigger and more awesome and more creative than you ever thought he was and more loving than you ever thought he was. That should point you to him and you should go further. But if you stop there, the great sadness of your life is you got information. And you, yeah. You didn't meet the one who made it all. And that's more important. Right. So that's good. Yeah, I want to turn a corner uh, slightly selfishly. Sure, I have sure. more and more friends becoming vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of friends. Uh, I'm reading more and more about vegetarianism. I- I'll play this video quick. Sure. People killing animals for food. I just want to know what you think of this. I think the entire world should become vegetarian. Beautiful creatures who can cry, who can laugh, who can run around you, who can give you the love that nobody else can give just to treat them as food. When we cut our fingers, we go, but imagine how it must feel when your body's tied up and your throat is being cut, when you're being stabbed on the head with a gun. I don't know, man. I mean, like, you know, when I was a non-vegetarian, my response to what you just said would have been, but it's so tasty. Once you go vegetarian, your taste preferences change. Honestly, that's what I've felt, but it's something you have to experience to really know. In places where food is abundant, we have a choice now. I have so many thoughts on this conversation. So um, we don't have time to get into all of it, but I think if I were not a Christian, I would be much more likely to be vegetarian. Oh, really? Because there's that? so much scripture that tells us why we are given animals. Mm. That animals were given mm-hmm. for food. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's blatantly written all the way through it. So you, as if you're a Christian, if you believe script, the truth mm. of scripture, you say, okay. Um, but I had an experience when I was in high school where my brother-in-law took us out to chop heads off chickens. Oh, yeah. That was a terrifying event. Yeah, like, that's horrific. I hate it. I'm like, yeah. no more. Don't kill any more animals. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. Emotionally, mm-hmm. that was difficult. And mm-hmm. I could see myself saying, because of the emotions yeah, I felt, absolutely. I'm going to draw a line there. Absolutely. 
um, I get a similar feeling when I look at like feedlots and the, the, yeah. the way that they reproduce animals and fatten them up and slaughter them in these tiny little cages. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, emotionally I look at that and I, I have a very hard time with yeah. time with that, even though I, you know, my feelings about animals. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a heart. So, so that's difficult. Um, Except for when it comes to dogs. Yeah. Well, I'm great with them. Anyway, what do you think about that? What about. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, a lot of us have become more and more informed in this generation about the inhuman, inhumane treatment of animals that are used for, just produced for food and the yeah. inhumane. And, and I think you're seeing a lot more. Uh, you know, even on your, you go to the grocery store and you look at your chicken nugget package and it'll yeah. say, you know, naturally, ra- it'll have all these disclaimers because we all want now to avoid the, you know, this chick, this, this chick was raised in a cage in a greenhouse yep. and Never uh, saw this guy. No, you know, we, we want to avoid not just for inhumane reasons, but for health reasons, we've learned yeah. that naturally occurring, you know, kinds of, of uh, meat is, is so much better organic, all these other words, you know, grain fed beef and all these other kinds of things. We're all learning and we're all becoming more aware of inhumane treatment. I hope to people and animals, but certainly to animals. And so I, I would agree absolutely with that. And I'm, I'm trying to eat more vegetables Yeah, because Clearly, too much red meat is pretty. It's pretty sound science now that that's unhealthy. Yeah, and I, I, so I honor somebody who wants to be a vegetarian. I, again, if and if you choose not to hunt, more power to you. I just want you to understand how the taking of an animal in a healthy lifestyle can be a really good thing, and the eating of of protein. That's one of the reasons I hunt. I only typically eat meat that I have hunted and taken and processed. That's the kind of meat I prefer. Yeah. And, and, or a a salmon that I know is naturally, you know, caught from the wild in Alaska. I have a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, So, so I, yeah, I get it. I'm trying to eat more vegetables too. I look at this guy's opinion. He was a monk or something that's talking about not eating. And um, he, he, he finished that clip by saying, if you live in a place where you don't have to eat meat, why would you eat meat? And I realized how privileged of a perspective he's coming from yeah. when, yeah, I know hunger in our world has decreased drastically and there's less food deserts and all of that. But at the same time, there are still people starving mm. in places in the world and we're trying to decrease the the availability, availability of, of food. food. It just doesn't yeah. seem like a wise step considering the fact that animals were created for the consumption of, like for men yeah. to eat. Like, yeah. That that is, we have to care more for the lives of those people that are hungry, mm-hmm. rather than just trying to follow our emotional desires mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. decrease that. But yeah, sure, sure. Well, good. I think that's helpful, and I want to ask more questions about the, um, what we eat and what we don't eat. But we're out of time on that one, so yeah. we'll come back yeah. to this topic later. Yeah, sure. I, I think one of the things that I'm seeing, and it's related to this issue of food. You, you are seeing after COVID, you are seeing a greater appreciation for a lifestyle that experiences nature. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we all realize that there are some limitations and some, some dysfunctional ways we came to live. Yep. 
And we're all wanting to experience now again a little bit more of what God originally intended us to experience, which is not just sitting in a room staring at a screen. Right. Yep. And it's not healthy for our minds. It's not healthy for our bodies. I'll say this. It's not healthy for your relationships either. True. A lot of counseling is centering now around the fact that you need to get outside together mm. and uh, you need to get some sunshine and you need to experience some outdoors. And it, it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be hunting. This isn't a hunting yeah, thing, yeah. but I do think you're seeing a lot more, a lot more appreciation for that kind of a lifestyle. Everybody lives in a van these days. It seems like compared yeah. to before. Right. So, yeah, I, I absolutely, this is probably more than I want to, say but um my wife and i recently bought a little hot tub for our backyard okay and uh what that has done is because our habit had become sit down on the couch after the kids go to bed and watch a show yeah binge netflix or whatever yeah. it is and that was not healthy for our relationship right there was no conversation happening there yeah. now we go outside every night especially when it's really cold because it's awesome yeah you sit in the hot tub well what what is there to do yeah you sit and talk and the relationship yeah. is being built yeah. and when you're distract the m most entertainment now is a distraction yeah it is to turn off your mind it's to shut things down it's yeah. to enter your nothing box and that is not healthy for your relationships and is there a place for it sure i'm, sure. I'm okay with I'm yeah yeah drawing a legalistic line yeah but there is value to be had in yeah. entertainment that is done socially yeah and a lot of the outdoor uh entertainment that is had is yeah. a social experience that yeah. i think is very valuable you know what i don't have data for but i would bet everything on and that is that we will learn someday, probably in heaven, when we have all information, we will learn that couples who had a regular practice of taking a walk outside together yeah. had so much more advantage to couples who did. Yep. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, we're going to learn more about fresh air, sunshine, and relationship and activity combining those things we're going to learn someday about that because and i i just know it intuitively as i counsel people like i i can almost see it like oh oh you don't take a walk yeah together yeah i could see that's going to be a problem for you i don't have science behind it yet i just know it to be true now it was pretty cold last couple of days right. so I'm not going on a walk out yeah, there but uh yeah i think there's something to it yeah. And I think COVID kind of revealed to us. Yeah. It's funny in the se season, they were telling us to isolate in our houses was the time when what we really needed to do yes. was get outside yes. where we weren't as contagious yes. to each other. And yeah. um, there was some value yeah. to that. But yeah. yeah. And we understood it intuitively at some point during yeah. COVID, right? Like, yeah, this isn't right. This advice is not really flying with what other things I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. We're going to have more conversations on this topic in the future because I have more questions. And so make sure you stay tuned. As you go, know that Jesus loves you unconditionally and he died to give you new life.